Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the My Fancy Zamboni podcast. Um, we've had a couple of weeks of Elite League Hockey. It's a bit of a weird weird situation that's been going on over the last few weeks after the last 18 months. Uh, but more importantly, today we are joined by a full roster again. So Dave, coming at us from is it COVID jail, ex-COVID jail. How, how are we doing? Still, still COVID jail. Um, a lot better than I was last week. Um I'm able to listen to your reprobates, um, but uh, apart from just getting over uh, the Rona, um, we're all right. Uh, enjoyed a weekend of watching hockey on TV, which, especially when you're having to wear a mask in your own house, is weird. Um, which is one of the recommendations on the NHS website, um, in case anybody's wondering. We're just a, a thing. Um, but now it was good to watch a bit of hockey on, on webcasts, uh, Steelers TV and the Premier Sport. Um, got to see a couple of good games, so it was it was uh, a highlight in a rough weekend. Uh, but we're we're getting better. We're we're raring to go, raring to talk rubbish with you three. This is very much what we like to hear, mate. Very much what we like to hear. And also talking rubbish at half past ten at night. We I will say this for the listeners. We we decided to start this at nine o'clock. We're only ninety minutes late, so we'll be going into the night as the usual. There's debriefs and then there's this. If to, only to, uh, the listeners that could hear the actual debrief, because probably sometimes I'll be more interested in the hockey talk. To uh, to paraphrase some very wise men, you don't mess with tradition. So obviously we're still we're sticking into them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, second up, we have Mr. Andy Stafford. Andy, how are we doing today, mate? I'm not too bad, thank you, Joe. Good, good. Well, that feels. Feel free to enjoy. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> it was the headset move. There. It's like <laughs> I was going to paint me like one of your French girls' poses. Then <laughs> that's later on, mate. Um. <laughs> Promises. <laughs> okay, short and sweet. We'll move on to Greg. <laughs> We've uh, we've got the two plus wonder as always. We can't make really any comments about Buffalo losing yet. Probably can a little bit about Manchester, but uh, he's on the non-alcoholic side of the bench today. Not quite sure why. Mister Gareth Dutton, how are we doing? I'm good, thanks, Joe. And unlike Stafford, I'll prolong this for you. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good. How are you it's, doing? Uh, how are you doing? Oh, now he talks. I know. He talks more yeah. than his intro. Yeah. Oh, he's had his smell of ice, and that's it. He starts talking now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, the world, the world is actually coming back to normal again. We're seeing now, a lot of terrible God stuff on social media, and we're, hashtag we're back. World we're back yeah. to. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Okay. So, as we say, full roster. Couple of weeks of hockey, gents. So we're going to start this off um, a little bit differently in terms of how we've done it over the last few episodes. We're going to summarise over the last couple of weeks. We're going to pick a scoreline each that we want to talk about. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there in the first person that speaks, which is probably not going to be Andy. Um, can speak. I'm going to do it. Screw it. I'm going to. We're just going to have silence then. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to the Coventry Sheffield game. Uh, Great game, okay. Uh, another good, um, well, my teeth in. good game for the cameras um, on Premier Sport. Uh, a game which, overall, I thought Sheffield deserved to win. 
Um, even though it was a lot of effort to get past CJ Mott, which is not surprising. He showed the form that we all expect him to. Great goal from Clements, uh, who I thought was a goal he made. Uh, a clapper from the blue line. Um, Sheffield just ran Coventry down in terms of grinding him down, grinding him down, finally got the goal. And then we thought all the action had finished in overtime, which, again, great overtime. Uh, some great saves from Mott and Stojanovic. And then the uh, the shooters turned up to play. And by God, did they turn up. Um, in particular, John Armstrong. Now, true story. Conversation house. Who would you pick? I won't pick John Armstrong. He's not going to do anything. Well, weren't I wrong? That exactly. first penalty shot. Like, that right. first shot. I won't <laughs> lie. On my feet. Like, what the has, have I just seen? And you can guess which word I used. And it weren't a polite one. I was stunned. What a penalty shot. Um and then he repeated again. Bit of, let's say mini TJ Oshi, but uh, not the 15 million rounds in Sochi. But great penalty shot across the board. Uh, Connolly's reminded us of uh, penalty shot he scored in Cardiff, and I can't remember what for. I don't know if Joe or Andy can remind me. Um, was it? I'm going to blame the COVID. That just it's hampering my memory. I don't know. Um, you're going to have to help me out here, guys. But uh, it reminded me of that one he scored in March in 2020. Um, I was drunk, so I have no idea either. Uh, something with the Cardiff stain. Something with the Cardiff stain. I, I remember that, but nothing else. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the commentary um, <laughs> score was, uh, was a nice shot as well. So it was, it was just a great skill set um, across the board. And it, I just loved the game. It was just a great game to watch. Uh, well commentated by um, uh, Paul Lady, uh, Aaron Murphy, and Catelyn, who's the new person on the team, which I think adds... Uh, a good knowledge base uh, to the team. So uh, overall, it was, it was good to um, good to watch. Yeah, I think it was Evan Bludoff that took their or Bludoff or Bludoff that took their penalty shot. And fairness, I, I, I have to say, like for a start, um, as a Steelers fan, I think I've spent the last week talking to anybody who was talking about the game about how good John Armstrong's penalty shots were. And actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned how good Bludoff's penalty shot was. But he faked him as if he was going to go low, and then. I don't know. Did he? I can't remember. It was, it was either faked him low and went high, or he faked him high and went low. But either way, he absolutely sold it to him. A- absolutely fantastic. And I remember watching it at first, going, "Oh, that was a bit." Oh, and then you watch the replay and go, "Oh, okay, no, that was." It was. It was a skill set from the shooters that was just impressive. But then again, there was a couple of saves from Martin Stakanovic that was as good. So I think if you watched on TV or you was at the Sky Dome, you you were trip. You know, the free the free hockey, as they call it, it was a bit of a treat. Certainly was. The one last thing I'll say about it, I'm sure you'll, um, before we move on, I'm sure you'll agree with this, Dave. 18 months away from hockey. Oh my God, did I forget how good overtime was at three on three. Oh, we we watched the NHL and then the NHL is, is obviously the top level of, of three on three, but any three on three hockey is good. And if it's done right, it is great. So, you know what? Kudos to both Sheffield and Coventry for putting on a little bit. I know it's only five minutes, um, but it was a bit of a show. So, well done, guys. Uh, you entertain the punters and entertain you did well. 100% great game to put on Premier Sports as well. Griff and Andy, I'm I'm going to just throw it out to the first one of you who wants to speak. I know that might be a dangerous thing to do. I mean, I, I think I'll speak because they're in Andy doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to Andy's. He's going to back now. If I watched no. the game, it was good. Might have been dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game I'm going gonna go for is the 
Dundee Belfast game where I think Dundee's caused one of the upsets of the season so far. You go in thinking Belfast are going to win this one and Dundee end up winning 4-2. Two goals in the first period for Dundee, both on their power play. Then two goals in the second for Belfast and then third period. Dundee goes away with it all. Obviously, the last goal was an empty net goal, but it's the one that we didn't think would happen so early on in the season. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Coventry-Nottingham uh, from the Saturday, I believe. Uh, yes, it was Saturday. Um, just the form of Coventry so far has been amazing. I mean, they do sit on the top of the... Uh, Top of the standings at the minute with five points in three games, so that's very great for them. Uh, but also, I just want to, in terms of that game against Nottingham, uh, like we've been saying the past few times uh, on a podcast about Brits, three goals coming from Brits, two from Ferrara that night, and the one from Clements. And Clements, as we all saw the night after against Sheffield, absolute bummer from the blue line. So, throughout the <laughs> They're playing absolutely fantastic, uh, Coventry at the minute. Uh, got a very, a very strong Brit core, and uh, they're getting quite a lot of goals from right now. So, yeah, it's really good for them because normally we we see Coventry finish mid-table, usually. But uh, no, you know this, this season they've really, really stacked that roster and uh, got some great depth in that team. It's always good to see like the Brits getting on the board. I mean. Just to bring it slowly back to to the, the game that Dave referenced, I mean, one thing that I noticed, obviously, it's the game that we would have most likely watched for Coventry. Alex Forbes getting time on the um, on the power play and PKs and things like that. There's a lot of ice time going to a lot of Brits at the moment. Um, and Gref, you said it earlier as well. Finley Ulrich getting some goals and uh, you know getting some time. It's great to see. Um, I'm I'm gonna go home, agents. I apologise. Um, so going Nottingham in. then? No. Um, although I did notice that the player. I, in fact, I have to say this before we carry on. Right, the last episode that we did summarising the three players to watch: Taylor Doherty, my player to one of my players to watch for Nottingham. Having watched two friendly games against the Steelers, oh my God, did he look like Bambi on ice? And oh my God, did I look to be wrong? He got his first goal for Nottingham the other day. But absolutely doesn't look like he's on my list of one of the ones to watch now. Um, a prediction from the from my fan Bernie podcast. Of course, he's going to be wrong. What a I know. What a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> um, anyway, the fixture that I'm going to pick, gents, is the Steelers Cardiff fixture. Um, it was the first league game, and it didn't start off great for Sheffield. Um, you know, we looked like we were chasing the game for a long time. We were chasing the game a couple of goals towards the end. Um, there was a moment where Keaton Ellaby and Robert Dowd wiped each other out in the bottom corner. Uh, and at that point, it just looked like everything was lost. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, from nowhere, um, came the goals from Martin Latal and uh, John Armstrong to tie that game up. And then Evan Moosey comes in in, uh, in OT and gets the goal. Um, great game. Stojanovic getting, his, getting one of his first starts. Was well, his first start in the arena, was it? No, second start in the arena. Second start in the arena. Didn't necessarily impress me too much. I think there were three goals that went in between his legs in that game. Didn't necessarily look the best. Um, I mean, Coventry, then he pulled the game well out of the hat. So, give him his dues there. 
made some good saves and then a few a few dodgy ones, but uh, a great character win for the Steelers, if anything, against the against the Cardiff Devils. And then to see Mosey put in the goal between the pipes. Well, two goals in that game, two goals the night before, scoring the game winner against his ex-club. There's a little bit of a, I don't know, there's a little bit of pleasure. I think to it's that. filed under things you love to see. It's filed under things you love to see when Ben O'Connor was the reason that we scored one of our two goals to come back in the game because he took the penalty and then Mosey scored. And I know that it was the controversy with the reaction to O'Connor and whatever else. But um, I think there was one point in the Steelers podcast between Jonathan Fernley and Simsy where one of them just turned around and went, you might not agree with the booze, but Mosey and O'Connor, would you would you go back on the trade now? And everybody just went, absolutely not. Um yeah, great game. In fairness, another great game. We walked out of that arena highly entertained, I think. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say because Andy's just really put me off there. <laughs> He's trying to get his revenge for the Penguin match, He's trying to get his revenge for the Penguin match. <laughs> what noise was that? I don't know. You make no noise and then you make that noise. Honestly, amateur hour guys. Jesus. I know. Andy, Maureen from Attercliffe's driving in and away from work listening to this in a couple of days and all she's going to hear comes through the radio is eh, 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 eh. <laughs> like, You radio I know. Brilliant. Right. Anybody got anything else to say about scores? I mean, I, it has to be said a great a great couple of weeks for Dundee. I think they were out. They beat 5-6-1 the game against uh, against Belfast. In fairness, I think probably pulling the, the, the results out of the bag early is quite... It's a nice start for them. Um, yeah, anything else on anything else on scores? Are we good to move on? I'm getting nods. We, we realise we're on a podcast, guys. We're not posting this on YouTube. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'm going to throw the next bit over to Dave then, because quite frankly, I like hearing him pronounce CHL teams' names. Uh, we've got CHL written down next, and uh, as a real throwback to through the keyhole, David, it's over to you. Thank you, Joseph. Um, so, yeah, we had the um, Games 5. Um, I'll quickly run through the um, the scores and how it works to next week's final round of games. So, uh, I know it's, it's in no particular order. Boleslav uh, lost 1-0 to Zurich. Um, Jastrzebi beat Frisaska 4-3, uh, the Polish champions. Uh, Frolunda came from behind to beat Helsinki 3-2. Uh, Helsinki not using their small venue and... Uh, Playing in the big venue. Uh, Turku beat uh, Veksha uh, 3 1. Uh, Skalefia hammered, absolutely hammered Tapara 6 1. Uh, Freeborg beat Lexand 5 2. Before I come, when you ever say Freeborg, you just get the urge to say Freebird. I know, I was literally just going to say. Red Bull Munich uh, lost to uh, Zug 4 3. Uh, Eisbahn Berlin beats Lugano 6-3. means nothing. Berlin are out um, of the uh, the CHL. Very tasty fixture in Salzburg. Um, and a, and a, the first, I think, in the CHL's history of two teams in the group stage in their own league playing. And it's only because of the Olympic qualifiers uh, with uh, Salzburg and Bolzano from the ICEHL. Uh, Bolzano winning 5-3, but uh, two players thrown out hits to the head. A line brawl, a scrap with gloves dropped, actually, which is a rare team Europe. Um, and it was great to watch. It was just a great game to watch. Uh, Sondersiki um, stunned us all by not losing by many. Uh, they lost to Rogler 3-2. Trinic won their first game of the tournament against 11 Bratislava 3-0. Lukarama 
uh, ensured that Cardiff weren't going to make the next stage by beating them 5-2 last night. Klagenfurt um, had a bit of a roller coaster game against uh, Donbass Donetsk, uh, winning 4-3. Um, yes. Donbass, Donbass play their games in Kiev, but at the full house in Kiev. Um, and anybody knows their Ukrainian geography, Don, Donetsk is nowhere near Kiev. Uh, Was it Kiev like a big bit of garlic in the middle of the ice, though? Sorry, chicken, Kiev, get it. Never mind. Carry on, move on. Oh, that's poor. I expect nothing less from you, Joseph. Um, <laughs> can I do it again? Prague uh, beat Bremerhaven 5-2. Um, Rouen, France beat Rungstead, the wonderful Rungstead, uh, 5-1. And uh, Alder Manaheim beat Lausanne 5-2. I love Rungstead. I loved it when we were there for the Conti Cup. It's yeah, a great little place. All well, the beer brands are not available. Yeah, well, no. so, uh, so, but you're in Denmark, so what do you expect? Um, tip What's for you. It? You're in Denmark, but kind of loser. So, group standings are as they are. Uh, group A, it's Sparta on top of 10, Bremerhaven on 9, and Vexo on 7. Um, Vexo will need to... Well, I think Vexo will go through. Um, because Spartan and Bremer haven't played each other next week, so one of them is going to dip out. So I think to guarantee whoever wins that goes through, and I think Vexel will be will probably beat Circle in the return fixture. Group B: Flunder on 11, Zurich on 10, and Helsinki on 8. Um, Flunder win at home, and then it's Zurich. Um, they should get a home win against uh, Boleslav. Group C: um, Already qualified, both teams: Manheim and Lukarama. Uh, Lausanne and Cardiff won't be making it for the next stage. Group D, uh, Roggle, their first ever attempt at the CHL, and they've already qualified um, on 11 points. Uh, Zug on 10 and Munich on 9. Um, so uh, Zug and Munich play next week, and it really is a winner takes all to go through to the next round. Uh, group E, Tapra already qualified on 10 points. Skeletia on 9. Uh, Lejeune on 7. Uh, so I think it's... Um, if it's going to have to get another good result and uh, that lets them through, yeah, it's them. Yeah, that's guaranteed them the through. So they need to beat uh, Tapera again, but it's in Tapera this time. Uh, group F, Freebird, sorry, Freeborg, uh, Alexander already through uh, on 15 and 12 points uh, respectively. Uh, group G, Klagenfurt are already through on 13. Here's where it gets interesting. It's conceivable one of the three, uh, Ruan, Donetsk, and Rungstead could make the next stage. The wonderful Rungstead. The, the wonderful Rungstead. Um, Ruan... Should we say the wonderful Rungstead, then? <laughs> <laughs> you make this podcast late, anything happens. Um, Ruan are on seven points. They've got the second space. Um, and then Donetsk and Rungstead on five. And it really, anything could happen on that one. Uh, that I think that could be the one to watch next week. And in Group H, we already know that Salzburg and Bolzano are through. Um... I'm honest with you, as much as Group G's once watched, I'd be watching the Balzano Salzburg game if anything like Tuesday night. I was talking to Griff at the time and it was just uh, old school hockey, I think they call it. Um, great to watch. Things you love to see, whatever the hyperbole you want to use, but it was great. Um, good entertainment. So that's the CHL. Next week, final game in the group stage and then the week after, I believe, is the, group, the draw for the knockout stage and it takes you for all the way to the uh, how you make to the final. So instead of like a draw for the second round and quarters, it's one draw and it takes you all the way through. So there we are. I know what we're all thinking, and it's Dave, how can we watch these games without finding random dodgy streams on the internet? 
without not just streams on the internet where you're looking for Love Island. Um, <laughs> obviously, Cardiff game will be on Free Sport. Uh, and if you if, if you are bored or you, you you need to kill some time, get on YouTube on its uh, game day. Um, watch the games on there. Most of them now have commentary now. Um, sometimes they just have just to show the game, but now they have commentary on each game. So if you've got a smart TV, go on the YouTube app, put it on. Um, get there's also a live stream on the live stream on the website. Go on the website, go on Game Center, and there's a live yeah. stream link there. It takes you straight from to the, it's the YouTube the YouTube link. But it is the same thing. Andy's quite correct. You can go through their website um, and, and do it that way. But yeah, um, you don't need to search through dodgy streams and uh, you say you're looking for CHL, but looking for programs like Love Island. Definitely Love Island. I did like how formal you went there. Andy is correct. Andy is correct. Um, it's a rarity that happens, so you give it the full respect it deserves. I appreciate that. Cheers, man. I also, I just, I have to point this out, gents. We've, we've started this podcast. We've had 18 months without British hockey. We've, we've picked one result each to talk about from our own league, which I... Our podcast is based, and then he just run through every result in the CHL. We've not even run through every result in our own league. <laughs> Here's the difference, Joseph. There's only one more game day. That's it. Done. Dusted. This is Don't true. talk about it again. There's a, there's a set of results week in, week out. We have got eight, nine months of this to do. <laughs> this is still training camp for us, guys. Anyone listening, it's still training camp. It's fine. Plus, Lee got even posting highlights up anymore, so I'm no idea how the other games went. I quite liked it when they put goals up after every game. I used to like watching those, but now they just... They're they're still in pre-season. You what? They're still in pre-season. The people who are producing the highlights. True. (laughs) True. I did did just start... They've carried on doing the top goals and the top... Oh, they've done that, yeah. Yeah. Top player. I'm not quite sure I like top player. I didn't think that was... I did see a lot of... uh, was it Dundee fans that were complaining it didn't go to Adam Morrison? Was it Dundee? Adam Morrison for Dundee now? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. I think it's something like he had a better save percentage and faced more shots than CJ Mott or so. I don't know. Anyway, social media is wonderful. Uh, we'll move on to the next uh, the next topic on the agenda. It's not a nice one, gents. So I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it is the we find a family-friendly way of saying this. Uh, mockery is the only gong show. There are many words that you can use that's been going on in the Ukrainian Hockey League. Um, I can't remember who I was throwing it to on this. Was it Andy? Was it Dave? I can't remember. I was throwing it to someone. Someone had the names of the people involved. Andy. Stafford. It was Stafford. I was going to say it's gone quiet. He definitely. We definitely yeah. said get the names of the people involved. I'm trying to think of... Uh... <laughs> The culprit, <coughs> shall we say, and I believe it's Andre uh, Staniskin. Yeah, I believe. Okay, um, who was the other guy? Uh, the guy who, who was receiving that crap was uh, he's Jalen Smerek. Yeah. 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 So the, I mean, the, the basic principle to it was, we'll give a vague rundown. It was a racist gesture made where was it Deniskin? Did you say? Yeah. Deniskin made the gesture of like he was eating a banana to Smarek. 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 Um, 
it hasn't necessarily been taken as seriously as you would like to see it have been taken by the governing body of the league. I'm just going to throw it to you guys. I don't I don't really know what, what even there is to say about this. It's, it's disgusting. It's wrong. Um, it makes a mockery of the sport that we all love to watch. Um, I'll throw it out to you guys. It's going to be difficult to not respond and, and not drop certain bombs. Yeah, let's keep this family friendly, gents. <laughs> we can. It, it, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm struggling to not do because what there's there's videos of it on on the internet um and i just thought you piece of crap i'm just gonna go straight there you know so um remind me the name of the uh, the forward andy jalen smarek smarek is his first i believe it's his first time out of uh, north america um and he asks dennis if he wanted to fight and his response was with that are we playing hockey? Are we doing this podcast in 1980 or are we actually in 2021? Well, I, 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 the arguments you saw left, right and centre about it and it's like, oh, you know, it, it, they don't understand. No, I don't care. I genuinely do not care if you understand or you're not. We get this right this every year. Hockey is for everyone. At this moment in time, how the Ukrainian Hockey League has dealt with it if I am a player of colour, I could justify to go, is hockey for me? Because I don't think they've got me back. That's essentially what's 13 games. Hmm. 13 games is what the kid got. Now, to compile it, the Ukrainians <laughs> really screwed up badly by saying it was a three-game ban with a ten-game ban on top, but could have been avoided with a fine, which they then decided to go, oops, our bad, we typed it wrong, mm. it's actually, you know, you got 13 games and the fine. 13 games. Still 13, not enough. 13 games for that crap. Nah. He never played again, that guy. There was no need for it at all. He should never have played again. To me, the Ukrainian Hockey League have really dropped the bomb big time. I mean, the general manager was very vocal in the defence and being an ally of the forward, and again, I should write his name down. Smarek, um, sorry. is an ally of his, and he actually got the sack. The league sacked him for voicing um, his opinions about it, because it's wrong. And he said it's wrong. This is his, his opinion. He's, he's tweeted it, um, so it's not like it's something, it's hearsay, it's black and white, it's on Twitter. The, the league uh, sacked him for it. What, he was what, on, what? he was on the, champion, uh, the Donetsk game today talking about the real reasons why was he actually there yeah i'll have to look at that but for me what the hell have the double ihf done now they've got a new president double ihf um there's a time to make a point what a time to go do you know what let's put my let's put my stamp on this role i am the top dog thank you renee you've done your 27 years i've got the opportunity bang we've just messed the bed Let's put it that way. <laughs> Why the hell have they not gone, do you know what, you're banned from playing any league? Any league that is um, that we give the green light to play, you can't play. Where's that? Nowhere to be seen. So, double IHF, you've messed up there. The Ukraine Hockey League, it's, it's not a bad image. Now, yes, uh, we talked about this before the recording, uh, of, of, a, of a wider conversation, a wider topic about 
the subject of racism in sport. And I think it does go wider than just this incident because you see it in different sports and, and different parts of the world and even in the UK. So it's not like we're, we've, we're perfect in that context. None of us are, are, are devils in that rubbish and crap, but it happens in our own backyard. But the Ukrainians could have gone, do you know what? Yeah, people could say that our part of the world is, you know, we don't maybe understand the values of, say, the Western world and everything, but we can actually go, do you know what? We stand with this kid. This kid's come to our league to play in our, you know, in our, our hockey, representing our teams. He goes back home, talks about Donetsk. Now, Donetsk have stood up and gone, this is crap, other words are available, and we stand by this kid. And that's probably the only team, organisation, that's actually come out with anything of any good out of this, this sorry, sorry situation. They've gone, you know, we've got you back. They're now, Smirk has gone, you know, I'm having some time away. If you're not going to suspend him, this is before the suspension came out, I, I'm, I'm taking time away. Um, and they've backed him. I believe that it's, um, it's absence with pay. So they're not, you know, he's been looked after. Um, but it just it opens up so many. I suppose you know what time that cans of worms that need to be opened because it happens there. You know wh- where else does it actually happen? That's not videoed. That's not broadcast. I mean, this has had people from around the world saying, "What the in hell is this all about?" But where else is this? Is it happening anywhere? Now, let's not be saying that it's, it's a bad, it's a, a massive thing. It's, our sport isn't a racist sport. We can all say that with fact. But the way that the hierarchy and brass at the top level could have really stepped up and made it that the sport's for everybody, they've let people down. And that, for me, is the worst bit. Punishments, legislation, rules, regulations. But you've let the people... We talk about the NHL, about looking after your biggest assets. The Crosbys, the Ovechkins, and them type of players. Bear me where I'm coming with this. You look after the players from injury protocol, and you want them to shine because it shows the sport well. Well, there's another side of the coin that says, you know what? Yes, we have the superstars, and they play in that league. But we have so many leagues around the world, and we want our game, the game of hockey, to be played all around the world. And we want it to be played in Asia. We want it to play in Africa. Want it to play everywhere, and it don't matter whether you're black, white, pink, or whatever damn colour you got. If you can slap the puck in the back of the net, you're good enough for us. If you can save a puck, don't matter who, who, what you're into, you, you love life, you're good enough for us. You can do. If you can play that game of hockey, you're good enough. This was, if ever, when there's a lot of talk and a lot of hashtags and a lot of gimmicks, if ever there was an opportunity to go, we really mean this. Now was the time. And I genuinely think that our sport has not let Smirik down and other players find themselves in that situation down. And that, for me, is the worst bit of the whole sorry situation. I mean, I don't really think there's anything else to say. You're pretty much all... Sorry for ranting on that. You like banged the nail on the head straight I, off. I saw the video and I just, I'm not gonna, I got angry. I really mm-hmm. got angry. I, you see hits and you go, geez, what the hell? But then you saw that and you just... I, I, I've spoken to two people who aren't as conversational about hockey as we are. Shall we put it that way? 
uh, and their both their reactions was what the was that that is sick that is disgusting they just watch hockey so hockey fans understand how bad this were and our top level has just gone okay you, you've, you've given a ban thank you we'll push it under the carpet it's crap Greg, Frank, carry on. Got anything else to say? Yeah. No, I, no. The only thing I can probably think of, I think what needs to happen is what pretty much happened with, or well, with Belarus, where you had the big sponsor saying, "Right, we're going to pull out." It hurt them where it hurts them most, the wallet. I mean, it's it's a bad way to get actual results for what should have happened but if they're not, they're not willing to do it right then we'll hit you where it hurts most yeah more for that it. yeah yeah definitely more for that and i mean just just disgraceful i mean you, you look at the hard work that the nhl did uh during the whole covid situation and, and they uh, put these messages on the scoreboard and on, on the uh, pre-game videos of end racism uh, just really trying to really stamp out uh, that really massive stigma that it is and uh, you know it, it's still a huge problem around the world and uh, you know when you see that as a as a hockey you know sort of fan you, you, you kind of feel proud because you, you don't really see you know football putting it to that sort of level before games uh, or anything like that so it's, it's nice to you know have that sort of uh, inclusive feel about it even though hockey is still very much an exclusive sport which it shouldn't be there should be more cultures that's allowed to, to play and be involved in it uh, and I'm sure I'll speak for everyone and, and saying that we'd love it to be like that one day um, you know but it, it's not just even hockey you know and we all saw what happened to uh, some of the England footballers and played in Europe and happened to them as well. Just, just disgusting. There's absolutely no need for it. And then um, uh, Dennis Skin does this, and then you just think, oh well, he's been thinking our sport was better than 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 the rest. In you know, didn't have this attitude, but apparently, of course, it still does, and it's it's just disgusting. And the way they followed it up with, you know, that first. Uh, sort of statement saying, "Oh, he's he's got ten, thirteen game ban, but if he pays for the if if, if he pays for his fine, then you know you don't have to sit those bans out." That is disgusting to start with. And what were they what were they thinking? What were they thinking? And three, even, yeah, even even after admitting they made a mistake, you know, you, you're kind of thinking, "Oh, okay, maybe they've actually thought about it and going to do something right." Uh, no, uh, they're not. They're, they're taking the uh, if you pay your fine, then you can still play. Okay. But you still got the same amount of games. And for me, you know, for, for me, that'd be a lifetime ban. And if not any uh, criminal investigation. You know, there's so much more that I should be doing, and especially the, the higher sort of governing bodies like the IIHF. I, I just, I, I'm just stunned that I've not even reacted to this because. It's just absolutely disgusting and a terrible image for this sport. Absolutely terrible. What, what, makes, what made it worse for me in the fine is the day it was announced, I paid an invoice for, for hockey shirts that was a lot 
bigger value than the fine that the player got. And I think you just... There's so much done that's just been bad. This is the biggest thing for me. I mean, like you guys have already said, you know, you see it in football. It's been at the forefront of the media in football recently. Andy, you said about the the game in, I think it was Hungary, where England Sterling scored. We, I think we were in the casino watching it, I think, Dave. Yes, we were. Um, and all of a sudden, Sterling's getting pelted with cups. Wasn't happening when anybody else scored. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was after that that there were... They were measures taken against them to kind of say they're not allowed fans in at the next game and they actually came to the compromise that they were allowed kids in um, and they allowed kids in from X amount of schools to the next game in Hungary and they were booing and things like that and and heckling the, the, you know, the black players on the team. It, I mean, that you see that on the TV and, and part of your head, you know, you watch it and you go, that's disgusting and part of your head goes, thank God hockey isn't like that. You know, you know it is. It happens on certain scales. But it doesn't happen to that scale. You know, you watch all the steps that have been taken. I mean, you see it in the NHL as as a as a response to the Black Lives Matter side of things as a whole. And it wasn't even as a response to, you know, it wasn't even as a response to anything that happened in the sport. But all of a sudden, players like Ryan Reeves, they're taking the knee in the NHL games. They're bringing out the NHL Diversity Alliance and things like that. They're trying to make things better. There was a $5 million investment in the NHL Diversity Alliance in the NHL to try and help make the NHL more inclusive. And you sit there and you go, that's great. We're making great steps forward. You're looking, you know, you branch it out from the racism side to, you know, the diversity side as a whole. Zach Sullivan and the whole side of that, you know, coming out as bisexual and being one of the one of the, if not the first hockey pro hockey player to come out as bisexual. I'm pretty sure since then there's been another NHL player that's come out as bisexual. One of the draft one of the draft players for I think yep. it was Nashville uh, opened up as being as being gay. And like you say, you know, the small steps taken and it's allowed the space for likes of Sullivan. I can't remember yep. the kid's name. My my apologies for him. Um, but other people to do that, it, it, you know. It makes you sit there and you go, do you know what? You're watching all of this happen with football crowds. You're watching this all happen. And we've always said that it's different at a hockey game anyway. You, you know, it's the only sport where I know of where you could go to the game, playoffs, where 10 different leagues, so 10 different teams even, come together under one roof and then go and have a pint together without there being fights breaking out. And you have that whole atmosphere of hockey and you think, thank God, we're making the steps forward, not the steps back. And then you see that and you think, OK, isolated incident. Let's see what happens. They've got to do something about it. And the response was just embarrassing. And in fact, it wasn't even, I understand if the IIHF looked at it and went, we want to leave the UHL to have their own autonomy. We'll let them deal with it themselves. But the second that that wasn't adequate, they should have done something. And the fact that they haven't, there's your first impression for your new GM. You know, and then you see the UHL sack the GM of the UHL for going out on Twitter and tweeting that he didn't think that it was a sufficient penalty. And the IIHF again, don't do anything about that. It's just like, okay, you know, if we don't talk about it, it's not happened. You know, I I appreciate that different people have different opinions. I know that, you know, Black Lives Matter side of things, there were differences of opinions. When you saw players taking the knee on the ice in the NHL games, there are a lot of comments in the NHL things saying, you know, leave the politics out of sport. And people are entitled to that opinion. 
And you know what? We've skirted around a lot of talking about these things because that we're not that kind of podcast. We want to talk about the, the happy things. We want to talk about the enjoyment of the hockey. That's what we got together to do this for. But sometimes you've got to sit there and talk and say, that's not OK. And that's the only way this is going to change now, because the double IHF and the UHL are both happy to just go. If we don't talk about it. That's it. It'll go away. You, you just reminded me that um, just a great article by um, a friend of the podcast, John Bullard, um, about this whole situation. And one or two people generally responded with, you've got to keep politics out of sport. It's the most worn out line I've ever heard. Keep politics out of sport. Newsflash, politics is and will forever be in sport. Whether it's the decision of the coach, that's politics. Whether it's the decision of what the owner does with ticket prices, in its vaguest way, it's politics. There is so much that happens in sport, that's politics. But then we get this big topic, ooh, ooh, it's politics, we don't want to talk. Now screw it. Have it at the forefront. You're right, Joe, this podcast is about our love of the game of hockey, our love of watching the Steelers and, and Greff's love of watching the Storm, and all the listeners who listens and watches their own team, it's that love of, of the game. But sometimes, like I say, you've just got to go, now. this has to be spoken about, this has to be at the forefront, and you've just got to put it there. And if people are uncomfortable with it, maybe that's a wider problem, not but theirs, but also society's. But sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and go, this has to be talked about. And anybody who thinks you keep the politics sport, get lost. It's the only way that it'll change. Now, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that it's going to change everything. It's, I'm not saying that if no. there's a play, if there's a player that's of the intent that they're going to do that, then it's not going to make any difference. But what you want to see, and this is the thing for me, and I'll say this now, let's say that that happened. Let's say it was a Steelers player that did that. I wouldn't be looking at the Elite League. I certainly wouldn't be looking at the double IHF. The first thing I'd be looking at is if I didn't walk home, I'd already see an article from Tony Smith saying he's on a plane back home. Then I, as a fan, would be turning around and going, why? Correct. Now, like you say, you can come up with whatever excuses you want. It's a different league. It's a different country. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. And if that's the case, that's why the double IHF should have stepped in. The double IHF should have stepped in and gone, that isn't good enough. Sort it out or we'll sort it out. That guy shouldn't be playing another professional hockey game. And this is the other thing. There's a number of people that I've seen on Twitter that have been saying, so you're saying that we're, and I'm, I'm quoting Twitter here, but there are people that are saying, so you're saying that words that have hurt someone's feelings are worse than someone hitting someone with a stick. Yes. To me, Yes. Because everything that you see, most of the penalties in hockey, you see the high hits, you see the hits from behind, you see the cross checks that go up a bit high and hit. They're not intended to have the effect. Okay, you you flip that on its head and look at the things like the Marty McSorley Brashier incident. They're isolated incidents. A generic incident that's going to result in a ban, like a hit to the head, 90% of the time. And I'll say that, Springer. For a prime example, from a Steelers fan watching the game on Saturday, the hit from Springer. It was a bad. It was a bad decision made from a player that has to make a decision like that in a split second. That's what it is. What he did, and he tried to he tried to excuse it on his Instagram post in a picture. What he did wasn't a decision made in a split second. If you're of that type of person, you're of that type of person. I'd never be on a hockey rink, and that would just it come out of my mouth, and then I go, sorry, heat in a moment. No. No, because there's that part of your brain that goes, that's not right. You don't do it. 
And that's that's why it's more severe than if he turned around and cross-checked him and cross-checked him across the face or hit, hit him through the head or hit him through the numbers. That's why it's more severe because he's done what he's done on a decision that he's made at the time. It's not a bad, not bad timing. It's not a bad decision that he's made. He's chosen to do what he's done. And the problem is they've not given him any real... So it's a really disgraceful example to the rest of the world. Yeah. Says, for me, he should, have, he should be able to play one more game. But that one more game, the other team has got a heck of a lot of enforcers and he has to go out and answer the bell. If ever an old school, you answer the call, it's that. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, we, I think, how everyone spoke, the 13 games, I think we agree, is just not good enough. So punishment needs to come from somewhere. This is the other ironic thing. Like you say, Sparrick was offering him a fight. <laughs> it's a hockey game. <laughs> I'm not being funny. A player's like standing there offering a player to fight. And he's not even running to the bench. He's not even declining the fight, which would get him enough jeers in the crown as it is. He's then not even... He's then turned around and done that. It's like... just I just can't even... I can't even get my head around what's going on. I'm quite frankly, I mean, I'm not even, I've nothing to say about the UHL in fairness, but I'm disgusted that the IHF haven't done anything about it. It's the it's the fact that there are North American agents now turning around and saying, I'll be making sure none of my clients ever sign a contract in the UHL. And that needs to be happening more now. Yeah. That needs to happen more until either the UHL take a step or the UHL can't physically function as a league anymore because that's, that's just not on. Yeah, absolutely. 100% right there Joe and I think for me the last bit is when the IHF starts backing campaigns to promote diversity and inclusivity how can they do that with a hand on heart knowing that this incident which in fairness apart from the odd one or two idiot and I'm sorry if you disagreed with all if you said it was right that you're an idiot the rarity in hockey that the vast majority 99.9% of people agreed with that this was crap, this is rubbish. This is in the background and it's always going to be there because no one took a stance and gone, we don't have this in our sport and if the league won't, we will get. And whilst ever that happened, either it's there and even after the games have been played and banned and everything, it's still there. So when the WHF has a campaign for inclusivity and diversity and everything, how can it do that hand on heart? How, how can a, a player from, from the BME community come from North America to Europe or to another WHF registered country play knowing that this has happened it really wasn't dealt with sufficiently? The, the, only, the only person to me, and he actually took a lot of criticism, and I think we criticised him between us in messages at first, was the, the GM of the UHL at the time, which was Eugene College. I've, I've just Googled his name. Um, when actually he initially started tweeting and he started tweeting saying we stand behind Smarek, you know, we stand behind him, we're going to make sure we get justice for him and then that ban actually came out and and I think one of the comments that we made between us was how dare they put that ban in after their GMs going out and saying we stand behind him and it's put under this false pretense of we're standing behind him and then you come out with that ban and I, and, and in fairness at the time that was what it appeared to be and now you've yeah. seen what's happened to him and he's spoken out about it more and we were we were wrong to criticize of that because what he's done he's he's showed a lot of balls to do what he's done because he's lost his job 
to make sure that something happens about this. And he's the only person out of this whole scenario that's, that, that that can be given any credit to me because he's the only person that actually appears to want a different a different thing. And what's he got? He's lost his job for it. Yeah. Horrible, horrible week. It is, as we've already said, it's, it's not it's something it. we wanted to talk about. It's not something that... You know, I was going to say, just to finish it on like one note, they're pretty much the league is pretty much like setting it up so that when he comes back from his ban, as soon as he like plays Donetsk, they're going to be going in for him. And if they injure him, they literally go out to injure him and he can't play anymore. He's going to be the one that's going to be going to, going to court to to take take like taking them to court the actual league itself saying you didn't protect me yeah it's like yeah there you go <laughs> it's gonna be one of them it's a it's a wait and see with every fight helping that something's done about it because it might not be in his back garden it might not be on a british hockey ring but it's pretty damn close in the grand scheme of things it's a player holding a hockey stick at the end of the day and that's that's not what it's not what the sport's about it's not what it should be about at all and yeah like i say it's not something that we wanted to talk about we do try and skirt around certain things that we can kind of avoid talking about because this is about the good side of hockey but sometimes things have got to be said because that's what that's as it sounds it's what changes things and you know, sometimes we've got to talk about it. I don't think there's any doubt in any of our minds that this was something that we needed to talk about today. Um, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> it's tough to summarise it without and keeping it family friendly. So we'll go with it's it's pathetic and it's crap uh, and it's gong show. Is is the is the is all you can really say. We got anything else to add, or are we are we happy to to move on? I think it's something that we'd quite happily, as a podcast, like to draw a line under and never have to come back to again, unless it's to come back and say something's been done. Thank God. Um, so yeah, we'll draw a line under that. We'll move on to the next thing on the agenda, and I'm not gonna lie to you, gents, to try and bring this more upbeat. It's a bit of a rabbit hole. Looking at Those animal holes are available. <laughs> it's a bit of a rabbit hole. Um. If you're not a Sheffield fan, you might have missed out on at least some of the uh, controversy. I don't really know what you want to use. Ridiculousness. Um, Is this about chips again? It might be about chips. It's not about chips. That's next week. Again. (laughs) The whole thing that we are talking about is transaction fees. So... I'll summarise it and then I'll throw it over to you guys because <laughs> I've been enjoying fishing about this on Facebook earlier today. Um, you never I know fish. I know, I know. Well, he never fishes. Um, so the Steelers obviously are playing out of the Sheffield Arena, the Utilita Sheffield Arena this year, and the Sheffield Arena and SIV as a whole have now moved over to go to Ticket. I think it's SIV as a whole. Yes. They go to Ticket. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Sheffield City Trust now have moved over to Ticketmaster for their ticket sales. Now, the first thing that I'll <laughs> prelude this whole thing by saying, when we went to the fan forum at the start of the year, 
Tom Stokes actually physically said, were it not for Ticketmaster, we might not have a home to go back to. Because Ticketmaster have been an absolute saviour for them to be able to go. They'll deal with the ticket sales. We can get a staff sorted for the game days. Bearing in mind the fact that basically everybody that worked for the arena was either, I think, they let go rather than furlough because they were shut yeah. for so You know, they've had to start from scratch. And were it not for Ticketmaster, there's there's no way that they would have been able to run. That was that was from Dom Stokes' mouth, pretty much. I'm paraphrasing it drastically because it was a while ago and I had a few pints at that point. But that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no need to Never. Um, Shock. And what voice was that? Was that Andy? Can't go for I mean, it. Go for the only one. Audit who was wondering what that last noise was. <laughs> the road. Wow. She's now sat on the grass bank outside our Sheffield, wondering what the hell's has come through her radio. Um. You guys, you guys, you guys can confirm that. I mean, you guys were both there, Dave and Dave and Andy. That is, you were both at the fan forum. You can confirm that's pretty much what Dom Stokes said. Ticketmaster has pretty much saved the arena. It's made sure that we can still run forwards. I'm still in shock of that noise. I can't quite get over it. Yeah, no, Dom uh, did say that. Um, I think it was the investment that they already put into the scanners and the the technology being used allowed them to not only facilitate opening up again, but also opening up in a COVID-friendly environment. Yeah. So, so, yeah. What this has led to is the wonderful thing. It's always been a thing in Sheffield every year. The club try and do a nice thing. They try and reduce the ticket prices on a week midweek game, obviously to try and get a higher attendance, £5 tickets. Now, at the moment, Ticketmaster are charging a what, £3 transaction fee. Yes. Now, my understanding is from what the club have said that the arena have waived their fees. So the only fees on the £5 tickets are the £3 transaction fee from Ticketmaster. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, by the way. Um, this is just, just completely kicked up the biggest fuss ever. And I just, I'm really absolutely baffled. There's no way we could have gone this episode without discussing this. Um, yeah, Ticketmaster and their transaction fees, gents. Enjoy. You go and buy a ticket. I think I I, I bought a ticket for a concert I've never seen because of COVID, uh, The Killers, and it was about 70 whatever pound it was. But the actual final cost was like 80 odd pound with fees. And, and I, think, I think it was something like 10% of ticket value in, in fees. I'll answer it in two parts. First of all, if you want to buy the ticket, they have the terms and conditions. Steelers say it's a five pound ticket, they say it's five pound with fees. So there's an expectation that there's fees because there's people saying that you should have all fees in, in the same thing. Now, to the best of my knowledge, the rule, as long as you make sure that the patron is aware that there's fees, whether you know the fees or not, at the time of advertising ticket, I think that's within the legalities of. And if anybody's listening and that's wrong, please give us the details, give us the information and I'll happily say we're wrong. Because um, you know we we have a history of being wrong. You if you listen to our predictions, um, but I, uh, my belief is that's the case. Um, now there has been I'll, I'll throw this in just because you've talked about the legalities of it. There has been some suggestion. I have not. I have no idea. I've not looked into the legalities of it at all. There's some suggestion that the the league the legality behind it now is if you're selling a ticket and you have a per ticket price, the advertised price for the ticket should include the fees if it's a per ticket price that's what someone posted on the orange army page i can't remember who it was 
I think there was a screenshot behind it. Whether there's any weight behind that, I've no idea. I'll, I'll say this, you know, we, we talk off the back of what we know. I haven't looked into it any further. Do you know what? Anybody who's listening to this podcast, I thought I'd just mention that. No, no, thanks, Joe. Anybody who's listening to this podcast who's actually a bit more clued up, it's more your your work. It's send us send us what the ruling is. Even if it's you know more than what what you do and what I studied in, um, tell us. You know, give us the information. We'd appreciate that for future podcasts. Because I'm sure we'll come up again. So, if you want, so this is my first part is if you want that ticket, you pay the rate now yes we can say it's eight pound that's the rate and am i happy that that is the the price with the fees no i'm not happy at all um people have every right to to not be happy with the fees but i think it's i think it's a hockey fan problem i think we have a, a problem of directing our events and our spleen to the right people that's, look, there was a fair people saying that no, this is this is Ticketmaster, where the issue should be aimed at, and yeah, I, I'm I'm of that nature. That's you know, complain to them because it's them. Steelers have, have set the ticket price at five or ten tree, then there's the fees. The problem is, you know, we can all boycott this, we can all boycott that, but after you know, what what can we actually do? Yes, grumble. Yes, complain. Yes, say it's wrong. No issue with that, you know. Um, I've, I, you know, some interesting comments of people saying that, uh, you know, comparing some of the fans to orange clapping seals um, <laughs> on the internet. I, I won't. It was, that was a comment on Facebook. Um, <laughs> I, you know, people have the right to say, you know, it's not, it's not right. But every time these five pound tickets have been on, there's been some form of fee. They've never, ever been in a fiver. Even if you went to the box office and paid with cash, there was a fee. It's like what, 150 or something like that. No, no, no in fairness, initially, it was like fees, I think. One of them was 150. It was 70 pence. No, no it was cheap. It was like 70 pence. I think I recall, I recall getting two tickets for a £5 game. It was like £11.20. 60 pence. £11.20 it would cost. And that was all fees in, you, put, you, you got the tickets emailed and jobs are good. So there's always been fees. The level of fee in percentage to a ticket, yeah, it's a bit harsh. But what physically, with impact, can we as fans do? We could all go, do you know what, screw this, I'm not going, I'm going to go and stay at home and, and watch the game on Twitter and order food and but order food where I don't pay a transaction fee on uh, an eating, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to avoid that. Or you, you just kind of go, you know what, £8. I get to watch the game that I allegedly love after 18 months away. We love the we, game. We, 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 oh. we, 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 we joked that, you know, it's another example of the world healing and, and hockey fans whinging about things where you kind of put into context and detail I, I'd, I'd love to know the justification of it being at £3, don't get me wrong but is that going is that going to impact on me wanting to get a ticket? No not at all if it's an issue if that ticket price with fees is an issue that actually impacts on anything else in your life, don't get the ticket, put the money where you need to put 
and I would say that a normal game or, or anything else. I just we we hockey fans love to moan, and yes, we do a lot of moaning on this podcast. You've um, been fans. I, I just. I know there's been a lot of wind up, and I know we've we've entertained that um, this week on some of the comments, and it's been amusing somewhat. But I just think sometimes I think I don't know. We just, we just need to look at look at what the actual situation is and go: Is it worth all that energy, upset, and, and all that? No. Bigger things to worry about. Worse things to worry about. And I just think sometimes we kind of go, oh, please, oh, oh, let me get me, me, me whinging it on. Oh, 12 minute long intro. Oh, let me get me whinging it on. Whatever. Why the drive? Is, <laughs> whatever, what? I was complaining about that before we started recording. Why the drive? No, 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 no. That wasn't actually a video. Because <laughs> I did mention the video. That is why I said the length, not the video. Um, Hashtag BMF said why. Always. Um, <laughs> that could have been a different complaint. Um, it's something else each week. And I just think, as hockey fans, you know, there's things that we can whinge about, but a lot of our effort could be put into other things and just better things to whinge about. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm not a proper hockey fan. Maybe I need, maybe I need to, to be more of a proper hockey fan and whinge more. I don't know. I mean, just if the club weren't even doing these five pound plus fee games, people would be complaining. Oh, why aren't we still doing these games that are a bit cheaper than original prices? You know, and all that. And even if we didn't do them at, at all, it's like you know, s- now. semi-Irish accent. What was that? I, I don't know where that came from. Sorry, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Just even even if we didn't do these cheaper cheaper eight games then you know you still good you're still getting to see a game that's cheaper than a normal ticket so how can you really complain about that and if it's a massive issue for you with Ticketmaster, you've got three options you can either stay home not watch it at all just for update, updates on twitter you can either order, order the podcast which is obviously depending on how many is in your household probably going to cost you a little bit more Webcast, sorry. What did he say? Podcast. Podcast. All oh, right, sorry. That's definitely the wrong podcast. Make the podcast, podcast is audio, <laughs> webcast is video. Well, according to, think... according to Steelers management, it's uh, YouTube as well. So, you know, that's where that came from. Uh, but yes, you can even do that. It's probably going to cost you a bit more. But, you know. Or there is another option. You can go to the City Hall in Sheffield between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Well, you can... Is that one as well? It's How much is that one? At the City Hall, £3. Same fee as well? Same fee, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Okay, so you can't do that. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could do that if you just thought it was the same person. Uh, it's a tweet, isn't it? Well, it's all, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of the uh, City Hall. Tickets are available. But you got those two options, so you can do what you want with it. Uh, other than that, just... Uh, just deal with it, basically. Is what it is, you know. It's not nothing to do with the club. Uh, it's not a ticket master working with the Steelers. They just work with the arena. So if you really want to complain about something, 
complain about it, then just contact Ticketmaster directly. I mean, as, as they said, yeah, yeah, we don't want these fees, but it is what it is for whatever reason. So just get on with it, you know. Bang on. I mean, as, 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 a, new, as a new, sorry, Greg, as a new show, right. what, what fees do you guys have? Just for some kind of context of what the other half, uh, how the other half deal with it. They usually have to I put have, fines for Lyndon Springer, so they usually have to put in about three. <laughs> each I have no idea. I don't pay for home games. I'm sorry. I'm going to say, cards want my death in Altrincham. I know it's interesting. People complaining about ticket prices. Breath goes home. Gref, gref, breath. People complaining about ticket prices. Gref goes, hold my bear. <laughs> I'll steer you back on track, Joe. Cheers, thank mate. You, thank, thank you. you <laughs> <laughs> These people that are moaning about a £3 charge will probably buy a gig ticket that will have, like a, if it's like for a festival, like probably, what, £15 charge? Probably more. Like, Joe. For us seeing Bullet for My Valentine next month. Yeah, boy. Sorry, go on. The service, the f- fee on that was £5.30. How much? That's per ticket. Yeah, but I'm going to be boycotting the concession <laughs> stand, so I'm making my stand. That's a complete lie, by the way. I'm not boycotting the concession stand. <laughs> Certainly not at a gig. Nope. It's like, wrong if you are. <laughs> the concessions then that Satan afterwards. <laughs> it's just it's a great place. It's an interesting place. Other Manchester are available. Not for rock ones. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not the one he took us to on his thirtieth. That wasn't yeah. a rock one. I, I, That's you know, in general, that was just awful. We just put that out generic. We're in Manchester on a night out. Was it called Sevens? No, Fifth. 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 Oh, I knew it was a. Two so numbers are available. Six. It might have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Never go to Fifth. It's terrible. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you sold it as a few cheap Jaeger bombs. I think that was genuinely like what you sold it as with. That's what I, I was. I don't even remember I was buying any Jaeger bombs there. We've gone off track, gents. We've gone off. Anyway. Griff, you, were, yeah. you were saying about fees. Yeah, it's like they're going to be paying a lot more to see bands. And it's going to be probably like the exact same for the exact same arena. Because I'm pretty sure Brimming the Horizon was around the same price. And that was at Chef Arena. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, it's what eight pound altogether that you're going to be paying. A lot more cheaper than what twenty quid that you're going to be spending without the the fee for a normal for just a, a weekend game. And then put it yeah. together when you've got like a family, it's going to be a lot more. You're basically paying for two adults. You're paying less than what you would for one adult on the weekend. It's just stupid. It definitely is breath. It definitely is. Um, 
this is this is the thing, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna start this by saying this is the go-to comment from everybody whoever posts on the Steelers Orange Army page on Facebook. I have a right to my opinion. We've talked about this before, but I'm gonna start by saying this because I feel like this really sets up exactly where I'm going with this. You absolutely do have a right to your opinion. Particularly if you've paid the money, you have a right to complain. You've paid the money. If you then put that complaint or opinion on a social media platform, you give others the right to have their own opinion about your opinion. And that is exactly what is happening now. So, in my opinion, this is completely ridiculous. Right? And I honestly think if Tony Smith turned around and said, we're going to make all midweek games free, our fan base would go, well, I want a pizza and a pint included. It's, it's ridiculous. We're paying less than half the price of an adult ticket. Yes, the, yes, it's the same five pound. Yes, it's going to cost you eight. There was someone that was coming out with a comment that that three pound might be the difference between eating. Well, I'm not being funny, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody who was in that situation. But I'm pretty sure you're not buying five pound Steelers tickets. Like, I mean, is, am I being mad in thinking that? I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm being disrespectful in saying that. Like, if you're no. in that situation where money's that tight, that £3 is the difference between eating and not eating, you're not going to be going out and spending £5 on a Steelers ticket. Simple as that. So that, that can get in the bin. And then we move on to the rest of the arguments. Yeah, I know, we're going back to a really old phrase that we used to use there. Um, <laughs> the boycott the concession stand. So we'll come back to that. We'll come to the boycott the concession stand. So here's an idea. Here's how to get a venue to sell their tickets cheaper. Reduce the revenue they're getting at the rest of the arena. Cracking idea. That fantastic. Like, I, honestly, I'm, just, I'm losing it. I'm genuinely. I hope it. none of them are accountants. I know. I, I'm just honestly, I, I'm just baffled by this. And this is the thing. And there's been other people that have commented and said, "We don't mind paying the price. We just wish they'd say they were eight pound." Are we really that bothered about the semantics? We know that the tickets are always going to have transaction fees. In fact, the first person that realises this is a transaction fee posts. And then the next 10 people that realise that there's a transaction fee posts. So by the time that 11 people have bought the ticket, we've been told 11 times that there's a transaction fee anyway. So why do they need to tweet about it? Joe, transaction fee? Transaction fee. £3. Is it? I don't even think we've got any midweek games this year. In all fairness, this is the fan base that would go to the sports bar that the club buys, take the front row seats and don't buy it, or put a single penny behind the bar in and front of your drink and then go home. So maybe sometimes we we shouldn't be really surprised. And I'm sure other fan bases will do the same, but we're talking about the one who really is milking the cow of transaction fees. This is this is the other thing. Do you know what? It's, I, I've genuinely never agreed with certain people on the Orange Army page more than I do at the moment. But the people going, this is pathetic now. It's ridiculous. We're, we're, we're two days straight of people posting this nonsense. And it's it's like utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. It's not even about the hockey. It's not even about the hockey. It's not even about the club. It's not even about the arena. We've already been told by Dom Stokes we're not going to move away from Ticketmaster. I just, I just, I just can't. I don't know. I can't comprehend. Don't get me wrong. I mean, three pound for a five pound ticket, sixty percent transaction fee. Quick maths. It's, it's craziness. That and that's there's certainly no argument from me there. Like three pound for a five pound ticket is madness. But 
come on, guys. Really? We're better than this, I think. Maybe. Possibly. Well. Probably not. <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, I can't... Okay, yeah, it's all right. I knew I'd seen that comment somewhere, Dave. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I can't comprehend it anymore. This is this is the point, in fairness. We we try and make this try and make this podcast quite inclusive to the whole league. We try and cover a, a wide array of topics, and sometimes I'll, we'll admit we probably do talk about Steelers a bit more because there's three of us that the support. We give his own club a bit of stick because, you know, there are certain things that aggravate, you know. I don't think that would change how any of us feel about our club. We want to see the club do as best as they can and whatever else. But, you know, I, I'm genuinely interested to see. I mean, if anybody has any different opinions, please feel free to tweet us because I'm genuinely interested to see. And I'm, I'm not necessarily interested in hearing it from Steelers fans because we've read enough comments from Steelers fans. We know both sides of the coin. Unless you're going to come out with some really far-fetched, like, theory that expands into things that nobody's ever mentioned into before. I don't think we're going to see anything new. Don't Belfast use Ticketmaster. Exactly. Yes, what they do. Exactly what I was just about to say. I went through all the teams. It's just us in Belfast at the moment that use Ticketmaster. But I, I want to know if, uh, if, if other fan bases were selling £5 tickets and they had to pay a £3 transaction fee, what, what would the reaction be? Because quite frankly, I just can't comprehend that don't get me wrong you probably probably would look at it at first and go three quid for a five pound what but then you pay it and that'd be it that'd be the end of it you know you might say it to yourself you might think it in your head you might say to the person sat next to you you wouldn't go and post about it 50 times on facebook that's the bit that's baffling none of it none the other bits i understand i understand the objection to it it's the amount the volume the quantity of people complaining I just, yeah, I don't know. Told you this is a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I genuinely want to see what other people have got to say about it because I, I, I don't know what you guys say. We've seen it all from the Steelers fans now. I mean, I kind of want to see what, what Belfast fans in particular. I, I'm just, I've actually just messaged a friend of mine who is a Belfast fan and he has just said that it totals. He, I'd like to ask the question, what ticket fees you guys have when you get a ticket for Ticketmaster? And he says it's £3 in total. He's just going to double check and cut and clarify so maybe that's just their generic ticket fee regardless of price and it's just unfortunate that when we do it for a five pound game exactly yeah now don't get me wrong in the future do the club just have to turn on and say it's an eight pound game oh what i hope they do so we can move up my constant not being able to pay for chips in cash i miss them days i miss those days a revolting door yeah the rolling door God, the revolver thrown under the bus. Under the bus. Back, we need the resistance. We need them back. They'll be back soon, complaining about the transaction fees. We need we need <laughs> Rene and his boys back on, on the fighting terms. We need them, you know, healthy and in for a good season of whinging and moaning. Yeah. We need it all back. This is, this is a proper... Need to protest in the car park until they realise they start to buy the parking tickets from Ticketmaster. <laughs> Did the kind of, kind of come back with Ben O'Connor when he... Sort of left. <laughs> Didn't the resistance sort of make a comeback around the whole Ben O'Connor when it when he left? Yeah, I think I think to an extent. Yeah, I, I think that's another rabbit hole that we're not going to go down. But <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you are right. 
I just I just can't wrap my head around this. I don't I don't really have anything else to say about it to be fair, because otherwise I'm just gonna keep ranting. So anybody else got anything to say about transaction fees while we're waiting on Dave's mate double checking and confirming? Yeah, Joe, it's three pound allegedly. Three pound allegedly. Terrific. <laughs> Oh, this is why we're not allowed nice things. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it is. It's, it's three pound. It's a service charge of one fifty. It's one fifty facility fee. So it's three quid. Let's. I mean, let's just get on with his lives. I mean, eight pound tickets. Where? What other sport can you go and watch for eight quid? Do you think you can watch the Steel Dogs for eight quid? No, they're, they're twelve pound now. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. I'm not even going anywhere near. Um, eight pound. Eight pound to go and watch a professional hockey game. A top level British professional hockey game. That's, that don't understand. They'll probably spend that in the bar. You are? Across the road. Spend that in the bar. You spend that on spend one on chips. The bar. <laughs> If you're spending eight pound on chips, then depends who you insult these chips place is is bar. Cause like what six hundred and fifty quid for a a a steak. Fifty pound for what? coffee. Yep. Where's this? Salt Bay's opened a, a restaurant in London, is it? Yep. I know this is really going off piece, but yeah, it's uh, like fifty pound for a coffee, six hundred odd pound for a steak. 11 quid for a can of Red Bull. But you get the experience. I'm sure you do. Do they charge transaction fees? Always. <laughs> three pounds. I'm going to say three pound transaction fee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, there okay. you go. If you're paying eight pounds for your ticket, there's some poor get paying 11 pounds for a can of Red Bull in London. So there you go. I think, you I think that's the generic ticket message, generic fees and the information. Thank you to Chris Lovell who's confirmed that. Um, yeah, so I think you know, there's bigger things to whinge about, guys. Um, but let's, let's let's bring this on to a more happier topic. Let's find a happier topic for us to talk actually, about. Actually, before you do that, this is where oh, I actually go in. This is where I've, I've got to say, hold my Honestly, Andy, do you know what the worst thing is? Just saying, can I say he's already said more than he said when I said, Are you okay? Sorry, Andrew, please continue. That's fair enough. Uh, that's fine, thank you. Um, what? what was that voice? I don't know. Anyway, We're being this, really this, this is where I've got to say hold my bear. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, you guys have seen this or not, uh, but someone else making their rounds on Twitter is... Uh, it's not just Steelers fans moaning, uh, it's Panthers fans as well. And actually, that's something um, not even worth whining about. And that is their intro. I don't uh, this at all now. Wow. Uh, it, I had a right field there going through all tweets uh, in the afternoon. But um, apparently, uh, Nottingham's new video entrance, entrance has been criticised because it does not uh, promote Nottingham enough. Apparently, his voice is coming back again. Andy's he's coming to a great sort of storyteller, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just you know if if, if grey beard and grey hair, and he'd be absolutely got the voice for it. 
another year maybe um but yeah just you know if if you, if you think transaction the whole transaction fee thing is ridiculous i mean this just takes the absolute biscuit i mean come on did they pay a you transaction know, fee for the biscuit yes Three pound. 50p <laughs> Oh, it's, not a, it's not a ticket master purchase then, is it? <laughs> and the biscuit. Could they buy it with cash? That's, that's per on? biscuit of like a multi-pack, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, just ridiculous. I mean, come on, it's been 18 months, but no hockey, it's back. A team brings out a new intro and you're like, oh, I don't like it. I, I don't know. like it, no one's forcing you to bloody watch it either. Just stay in the stands, have a drink, and go in when the players are on the ice. I mean, how well, difficult or soft is it? Drink. Cases for all tastes. All types of drinks are available, but um, just just aesthetic. I mean, come on, really? An intro? You're gonna go down that route? I mean, come on. Sorry, but it's just ridiculous. Just grow up. We're now aware that to paraphrase what I commented to you guys in the post, you know, we are now aware that the world is healing. Let's just move on and leave this in the bin. Because oh, it's just driving me mad. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like our intro video. I think it goes on too long. But well, I agree. But you know, that's how we drink. We we, we, we buy beers, stay an extra 15 minutes at the noose. You know, everything's all right. I so, don't agree, but we'll have that for another conversation. Well, it's fine to not agree with stuff. It's you know, it's I, I no, don't it's, mind. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Exactly. I'm not right. saying you're wrong. But like, you can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> What if my opinion is that you're wrong? Because you can't have that opinion. But I'm allowed my opinion. On this occasion, you're not. Well, I'm lost now. Good if, anybody, if anybody can see the rules on uh, what I'm allowed an opinion on. Are you an op- opinionist, then? Or... Hang on, the rules. <laughs> Do you know what the best what, thing is? What rules are like the rules? the rules of association football? Is it the rules of... Um... The Henley Regatta, what rules are you trying to aim for? Just the rules. <laughs> about someone disagreeing with someone's opinion. I can see it now. And it's, it's Saturday. I can, I, can, I can sense a big debate on, on opinionism right now. No, it's good, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, with the slogan, my opinion's better. Each <laughs> three it. words. Hashtag it. Simple. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, hashtag it. Oh, of course, yeah. Hashtag my fancy Zamboni opinions. Emma Weff said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> A little asterisk as well at the end. Tra- transaction fees apply. <laughs> Intro may be crap. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag world healing. <laughs> Boys, we've spiralled fantastically off topic here. No. You sound surprised. No, no, not in the slightest. I like to think that's what gives this podcast charm. <laughs> it's very unique, shall we say? It doesn't matter because my opinion is it does. <laughs> No one cares about your opinion, Joe. Who in any world thinks I'm... Well, well, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Who in any world 
posts their opinion on Facebook and then just thinks no one's going to comment back on that. Just, yeah. I just, I, I, uh, yeah. A person without any friends on Facebook, maybe? I'm trying, Griff, okay? I keep adding people, they're not accepting it. He's going for a tough time, Griff. Give him a chance. Yeah, I'll, oh, find, exactly. I'll find new friends on Facebook. He's and they'll send, send me links that invite me to join random WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, come on, I have no idea. That was one of those things. Oh, that went, is, is people this were saying, an hockey podcast or is this a technology podcast? I don't know. Well, what's what's, what's, gone, what's going wrong here? Saying, please follow this link to join my WhatsApp group. So I'm just, yeah, I don't know. Can't even join WhatsApp at the minute. I've not set it up. Come on, please. Oh, we have gone wrong. Oh, God. Yeah, we went wrong about 73 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, man. Other messaging platforms are available. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they come with transaction fees? Yeah, this is the point where we say other podcasts are, are available. <laughs> oh, if people don't realise other podcasts are available, then there's something wrong. <laughs> Someone, somewhere. Maureen from Attercliffe. That's this is the point where she's really run off her road. She's just sat there going, "What? I'm listening to this, and I could be listening to something else." <laughs> Shall we move on? I think so. I think we should. Yeah. This is the only point where I've ever said, "Are we moving on to the next section?" And Gref's done something other than nod his head. So I'm going to take that as a firm yes. We're moving on. Can confirm. Olympics. Winter. Yay. Qualifiers. Yes. Someone please talk so I can stop talking for a minute. Yes, please stop talking. Um. Okay, right, so it's been nice, guys. I'll leave you to it. And uh... <laughs> No, so um, pre-COVID, it was the men's turn. Now it's the women's turn to attempt to qualify for the Beijing Winter Olympics. So they started tonight. Um, they should have been held in Korea, but because indoor events are still not allowed in Korea they lost the opportunity to host it and it is now in the fair city of Nottingham and they're holding the, the event again um, and GB started very well tonight with a 5-0 victory over Iceland and tonight was the biggest ever crowd for a women's game in the UK but, but that will be broken on tomorrow night and Sunday as ticket sales have, have done really well given that um, for, for women's hockey um, in, this, in this country. Uh, in their group, they have Slovenia and Korea. Um, obviously, Iceland will be tonight. And whoever wins the group goes to the final round of qualifiers. And then if they somehow win that, they will then make it to the Winter Olympics, which will be the biggest thing to happen in this country and will actually get the sport on the BBC. And that will wake the BBC up to go, oh, we have hockey in this country. Um, it's a long shot, but you know what? There are girls. They're giving it their all. They're playing for the country. I wish them all the, the best. I'd love to see nothing of going, I'm putting the, the Olympics on and seeing our girls, our country, playing at the Olympics. Stranger things have happened. Definitely believable. And it's also one of the first times they get to play on, on the main pad in Nottingham. Because um, you listen to some of the um, 
he interviews uh, Chris Ellis, friend of the show, um, has uh, done a lot of media work, and, they, and a number of them said it's rare that we get to play on the main pad. We get to maybe train every so often, but not play on the main pad. They normally play on the other pad in Nottingham. Um, so I think it's the other big... better. Oh, in ice terms, yes, but in terms of being able to play... terms and things, like, yeah, yeah. So they get they've got this chance. They've had the, the Barmy Army. I wish I was there. Um, not able to make it. Obviously, apart from Sunday, COVID's prevented me from doing tonight, tonight, tomorrow night. Um, but they get the they get the, the whole GB experience, and I think it's just been it's fantastic. Even if they don't qualify from this group. For the girls, it's their first tournament since 2019 to have that opportunity to play at home um, in front of the families, in, in, to be part of an Olympic program. Whether it's just the qualifiers, it's that's that. I mean, I'm a big romantic when it comes to the Olympics. I love the Olympics, uh, summer or winter. Um, it's just something about it, which you know, you just fully just get behind and everything. And to be to have the chance to be part of that program, it's um, been, been some absolutely superb for the girls. And I, I say I wish them all the very best. They've started well, and I really do hope they can turn over Slovenia tomorrow night. And in terms of seedings, I think it's the winner takes all game against Korea on Sunday. Which all games, if you aren't able to go to, which you if you are able to go to, six pound fifty at the NIC. If not, they're on free sports. I think it's free sports. No, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, they're on free sports, yeah. They're on free sports. Um, there are transaction fees, people are coming after you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know if it's the same, so I've not had a chance to... Um, well, kids, the last Olympics, the Korea women's team was actually a North and South combined. Yeah, it was. So I don't know if it's the same now. I don't think it's just the, the Republic of Korea, which is obviously South... I think that's South Korea, um, if my layout was correct on that one but it'd be, it'd be pretty cool if it was a joint again Ireland Korea for the Olympics but uh, good luck girls do us proud you always do carry on doing it yeah spot on there I mean I watched the game before we came on onto well onto recording the podcast it was quite decent to watch GB were just all over Iceland Got some pretty decent goals, and it's like, all right, brilliant. Let's carry it on. The fact that it's at, it's like Nottingham on the big pad. They've got well, tonight was what was it? I'm estimated around a thousand, over a thousand people. So that's a twelve thirteen tonight, roughly. Great. I remember one of the interviews. One of the GB women said, we get about 30 or less at our clubs, games. And it's like, and that's mostly our family members. So that's brilliant. Hope all the best for them. Hopefully they can make it to the next next round. Yeah, it's great to see so many people in attendance and... Uh... Uh, hopefully, will it be in the weekends? Uh, we'll be more be able to go down and watch. Uh, but no, just just a great game to watch. And GB was just so clinical. Uh, I, I don't think anyone's gone through the scores over scorers yet. But it was five nil win for GB. Uh, goals from Catherine Gale, Bethany Hill, Emma Headland, and then two power play strikes from Saffron Allen and uh, Casey Trail. And Casey Trail's goal 
wow, just what a place to even think of doing a shot like that. It was basically like an Obi style on the power play where you just deep on that um, sort of face-off circle aside, the tightest of corners and just absolutely slap one time slaps it right in the corner. Beautiful, beautiful goal. And uh, no, just a fantastic start for GB women and uh, hopefully it's a sign of good things to come, you know. Um, there's a lot to play for here. And, you know, I've, I've, I think I've got it in, in the head, you know, they don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they've probably watched a, t- a ton of, um, you know, sort of videos on, on the other teams. And, yeah, I'm sure we'll do fantastically well for the rest of the tournament. And we wish them all the best. You can definitely see why she got drafted in the fifth round. In the Buffalo Boots. Buffalo Boots, yeah. Who did have... Um, uh, I can't remember the surname, but the goalie for Canada who uh, Zamadas. Zamadas, yeah, she played. I think she played for Buffalo for a first year or so. Um, but uh, I, I must say, also fair play to um, Free Sport. They had, and my apologies, they didn't, didn't come with the name of the captain or the team about five six years ago on cons. Um, having that additional insight into to the women's game. As part of the production, um, I, I, I felt a bit like I watched. I thought it added to it. Don't know what um, you guys thought, um, but it, you know, it's a sport that not many, for whatever the reasons are, many people watch. To have that additional insight, I, I just thought added to the whole thing. So, good stuff. It was Angela Absolutely. Taylor. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. my apologies, uh, Miss Taylor. I'm quite baffled that we've spoken all the way through this and no one's made a, a, a reference to Mighty Ducks 2 based on the fact that we've played Iceland. Just wanted to kind of, <laughs> kind of wanted to go, we can't beat these guys, they're bigger, stronger, they have more facial hair. They're faster. <laughs> Good work, Captain Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, it's it's cracking first result. I mean, talk about a result to give you some confidence. Um, you know, if, you, if there's any way you want to start off, you want to start off like that. Um, I think you guys have pretty much covered it. It's 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 great for the sport. We hope that they can get there to all the way to the Olympics. You know, we'll be watching behind and not all the way. And you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Say, stranger things have happened. Particularly after the last 18 months, who knows? It's, you know, we get the team go out, play the best hockey. The nation's going to be proud of them. Well, the nation of hockey fans are going to be proud of them for those who actually know what's going on. It's a shame that it's not more at the forefront of everybody's mind anyway or at the forefront of the general media. But, you know, as a nation, we're going to be behind them. We're going to be proud of what happens. And, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. Do we have anything more on that to say, really? I mean, it's my primary thing is it's great. To, was it on free sports or Premier? It was free sports. Free sports. Free, yeah. sports. Great to see it on free sports, in fairness. As much as it might not be the BBC, it's a channel that's available to everybody for nothing. Yeah. So in terms of taking steps forward, you know, it's uh, hopefully more people will have seen it for that. I just want to give a, sh- a shout out to... Uh... Millie Nicole Jackson, who played the majority of that game, uh, great shot for her. Played fantastically well. Some great saves as well, especially some one-on-ones. 
I think I thought both goalies played pretty well in fairness. Yeah. And um, like the the Icelandic one, she pulled off some really good saves um, under a heck of a lot of pressure. So uh, you have to feel bad for goalies that play that well and concede that number because you know the, the score line doesn't necessarily do them justice and it's as much as you see people slag off the goalies first and you always see that age-old comment of there are five people in front of them that is like one of the points where you go actually do you know what goalie did everything that they could do there and you know finding a way to put five past them cracking result uh, anything else to add on that? We're good to move on. Not got many things left, gents, to be fair. We're not doing too bad. We've not even hit the two-hour mark yet. 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 There's still time. There's still time. And uh, while we're talking about... I mean, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna segue away from the Elite League for a moment. We uh, we had a long conversation about what to include on the agenda. We, had, uh, we struck off the NHL from the list, uh, amongst other things. But we are going to vaguely touch on the NHL. Um for a momentous occasion, one that I don't think any of us actually expected to be happening this year. All of a sudden, it just was announced that a particular player was stepping down, hanging up the boots. Um, it's a shame about what happened in his last year playing. He was supposed to be playing for the Capitals for the first time. We're obviously talking about the King, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Um, obviously signed for the Washington Capitals to play last year. Ended up having some heart issues that required surgery. Seemed to be doing well in terms of his, his playing back. And, you know, he was back between the pipes. He was training. You saw that pretty swiftly after he had the surgery. But he's obviously made the decision that now's the time to hang the laces up. And uh, quite rightfully, as much as I don't think anybody, certainly over on this podcast, I don't think anybody is going to argue, quite rightfully, his number is going to be hoisted into the rafters at Madison Square Garden. Um, straight away to be up there with the greats and to get your number lifted into the rafters in that building in particular, uh, that pretty much tells you all you need to know. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the, I'm going to say it, the great, probably the greatest goal to ever win the cup. Um, and I'll take my Islanders hat off because it's hilarious that they never won the cup um, from a goal perspective. Probably the greatest goal in my generation. Uh, I, I got lucky to see him physically live and even better when he made a goal line save against Buffalo. Uh, sorry, Griff. Um, and my God. He's used to it. Come on. <laughs> I think it was. I was watching the game at the same time. I'm going to say we're texting each other whilst I was here. Um, and when you see a guy in that in your craft, you know, like Joe, Griff is Bender, Joe, and his forwards, and me with goalies. You see a guy in that craft pull off something, and you just go, wow, that's why you want to be a goalie. Lundqvist has made many generation of goalies become goalies because of him. They've watched him play. They've watched him play for Sweden in the 2006 Olympics, win a gold for Sweden in his first year at the Rangers, and wanted to become a goalie. He become part. He came out of the the school at Fralunda, and many goalies who have seen him win the championship for Fralunda have been, wanted to become a goalie for Fralunda, or for any Swedish team because of him. Henrik played. Henrik, like I said, one of the greatest goalers in my generation. I uh, okay as a as a t- fan of a team who's the, the Rangers were the biggest are biggest enemies, but you could never not go and 
kind of just disrespect Lundqvist because he's of that level. And even Islanders fans, diehard, were like, do you know what? Yeah, we'll take the mick out and win the lose. But you always go, do you know what? Lundqvist is a different level. Just, you know, you name any goalie in their prime against Lundqvist in their prime who are better than Lundqvist, I'll be waiting for you because they're just not. You know, he's got the, the most wins ever for as a Rangers netminder. Um, he, I think, most playoff wins as, as a Rangers netminder. Um, God. And it went well, no, when, but you know, he's up there with Richter and the other Rangers goalie who's retired. Like, there's two Rangers goalies who's retired. Um, but it weren't just the work he did on the ice, off the ice, to be able to have the impact that. He, if you can have an impact in Manhattan as a sportsman, given everything that's happening in Manhattan, sports-wise, entertainment-wise, music-wise, the job lot, you're doing something good. So to be, like I said, the, I think his greatest compliment is he's referred to as the king of Broadway, the, the king of Manhattan. And you look at the many names who live or call New York home, and he's the person there, a guy from Sweden who's the king I said, that's, for me, that just says everything you need to know about Lundqvist as the person, the player, and even as I say, as an Owls fan, I am looking forward to watching what rightfully is the shirt retirement because no better goalie in my generation. How the Rangers train at the end, how Quinn, the coach, train at the end was disgraceful. When you get a, when you get a, a, a player like that, whether it's a forward, D-man, a goalie, you give them the choice to leave. It's on their terms. They've earned right. They've earned that choice. Now, yeah, I, I've talked to many Rangers fans who said, you know, Gorgiev and um, Sesterkov is there now, one two, and that's fine. That's time. Just saying, your time's done. But you allow him to leave on the terms that he's earned, and Quinn didn't deal with that. And it, you know, for, as a hockey fan, that's the, for me one of the greatest crimes happened in the NHL. It would have been and, nice to see him ice for Washington after all of that, and oh yeah, well, have shut a up chance now. with him between. To be fairness, Washington had Blunkvist and they had uh, Samsonov. Samsonov. Samsonov got injured or ill or something at the start of the year, and they ended up having to play. Um, he broke COVID protocols. His name Vitek Vanacek. Yeah, and uh, you know he was a great he was a great goalie, but if you had Lungfist in there, and I I you know I Washington would have given Tampa a run for their money for that that Stanley Cup if if Lundqvist was between the pipes. Right, so they they definitely had in the in the in the Eastern area. The, if you look at the finalists for the East, if you had a healthy Samson over Lundqvist, it would have been a better one-two punch than the Islanders one-two punch, and the Islanders one-two punches probably up there with the top end in the NHL full stop. But with them two, Lundqvist being able to play 2013... No, hear me, hear me what I'm saying, this. you to the curb a little bit. No, no, no. I don't. I disagree with that. But them two would have given them what? two a punch. Um, you would disagree that Fleury and Leonard are a better goalie one-two than Sam... Uh, than... I'm talking about the East. Are you just sitting in the NHL? I'm starting with the East, but in, in fairness, the overall thing. Oh, yeah, in fairness, with the East, yeah, but I, uh, you know, so I'm not. Gonna... Lena, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that, but. Well, you've, point... got, you've got Jerry and Dish Smith. You're not going to get any argument from me. 
that they would have gave that run. But you know, yeah. unfortunately, time didn't allow them the opportunity. Yeah, and I think just a a loss to hockey fans to see him walk lift the cup. The only thing I think is probably a more like it's a shame that he actually didn't happen was him going back to Falunda for one last time. I know, I think playing more... playing with his brother for one last time, one last season. I think the conversation was are our passports eligible? <laughs> how much is it for a flight to Gothenburg? The worst thing is how many years in a row have we had that conversation just in case? It's not it's not just been over the last it's been over the last two or three years at least that we've said if he goes, we're going. It's, it's a shame that that's not happened. Imagine him going to going from Madison Square Gardens to Ice Arena Wales. NHL standard venue. <laughs> At least they've got walls now. It's not like it's blue canvas anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think Dave has basically reeled off everything. I pretty much had to say. Um, but a yes, goalie railing off everything. One of a goalie. How, how dare he? Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, she's, I mean, she's she's for, for me and Joe, I've, I'm pretty certain that, that we grew up watching Lundqvist with Rangers. And, uh, you know, it is sad to see a player that we've been watching for so long, you know, hang him up. Uh, definitely one of the greatest to not win the ultimate prize and uh, in, in a way that is... It is really sad, but again, you can look back on the career that he's had, you know, because he's he's been the face of the Rangers ever since he sort of started. Um, you had uh, Messier, I think, the last one uh, that the Rangers had, and then since then, you know, it's basically been with Lundqvist. He's been the face, the man, you know, and he's, he's been incredible for that team. Uh, and without him, I, I think definitely would have been struggling for a for a long time. Uh, one thing I, I am going to ultimately miss though is when uh, we sometimes used to do this. We played uh, the NHL, uh, one of our <laughs> friends' house, Cartwrights, and we used to, always used to play uh, Saved by Lundqvist. Um, so we basically put Rangers versus Rangers, and every time Lundqvist made a save, it was drink. <laughs> so I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss that. We can still do it. We can still do it. Oh, cool. It's fine. If not Lundqvist, we'll just find the easiest goalie name and we'll just do it like that. It's fine. Yeah. No, I, I think we should do that in kind of an honour, an ode to. Yes. And yeah. I think we should do it one more time. Can't agree more. Couldn't agree. We'll list off, I mean, we'll list off some of the things he's done. I mean, 2005-06 NHL All-Rookie all Team Olympic Gold Medal. 2007-2008 NHL Most Shutouts with 10. 2008-2009 NHL All-Star Game again, 2010-2011 NHL All-Star again, and NHL Most Shutouts with 11. 11-12 All-Star again, NHL Best Goalie, so he got the Vezina, NHL First All-Star Team, 2012-13 Most Wins and the Second All-Star Team, 13-13 Olympic All-Star Team and an Olympic Silver Medal, 16-17 World Champs Best Goals Against Average of 1.31, World Champs best save percentage with 94.6 and World Champs gold medal. 
17-18 and 18-19 in an NHL All-Star game. Um, in total, he played 887 NHL games, 2.43 goals against average, and a 91.8% save percentage, 64 shutouts in total. Not a big career, is it? Just... What makes it even more funner? A little bit for you. It's it was a seventh round draft pick. Yeah, he were. Now when Kirk got drafted, it was there were a few pictures and which was at the forefront of it, which was not all seven round draft picks that would end up playing in the NHL, and it was a picture of like Lundqvist and a few others that were drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, guess who was first overall that year? He's still getting paid. What year was Chris got Crosby? Was it Crosby? No, two thousand. Oh no, no. Still getting paid now. So I'm gonna get. Is he paid one point five million dollars a year? Yeah, Italian for injured. Rick DiPietro. Oh God. Oh wow. And second overall, I give you a clue. He scored a certain amount of goals in all seven. He's an all-star. He said that was a clue. <laughs> Everyone scored a certain amount of goals in 07. It just varies as to how many it is. <laughs> I mean, here's the actual quote he always does. 15 or 07. Danny Heatler. Oh, oh sake. Wow, really reaching that one out of the draw. Jesus. Oh, That's some hockey, guys. <laughs> That you've just, we talk about anyone. Me applies. <laughs> you just named this episode. Episode 73, Learn Some Hockey Guys. <laughs> Shut up, Breath. Me apply. Shut up, Breath. Can I just kind of, I also have one more amusing point to, to point out. And in fairness, this, this amusing point is, uh, is dedicated to Dave, primarily as an Islanders fan. Um, the Rangers have never won a Stanley Cup in either mine or Andy's lifetime. Just let that just 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 I'll just leave that there. Because their last win, if I'm not wrong, was '94, which was before both yeah. me and Andy were uh, were born. So just a thought you'd enjoy that tidbit as an Islanders fan there, Dave. Okay, so you're younger than me and Griff. You guys haven't either, but so you so you're younger than me and Griff. Well done, congratulations. Have some cake. Okay. You could say the same about the Islanders for you, actually, couldn't you, Dave? When your last win, 83? 84. What was it? 83? 82. No, it was 83. It made, it, it made the final 84 against Edmonton and lost in it, um, in 84 against Edmonton. And that was the last appearance in the final. But I can at least say that I've seen the team make the conference final twice now. Um, when it was a gap of 27 years. Having said and in fairness, we had GMs who screwed it over and messed us around, and we had owners who didn't give a damn. Now we don't. We have owners and GMs who care, so it's fine. We've had years of rubbish. It's fine, you know. And we're going retro anyway. We've got Chara back playing for us, so. Christ's sake! Yeah, because <laughs> that looked so weird watching Chara the preseason game. Like he's in an Islander shirt. What? I'll Looks bring so it back weird. to Elite League. Do we have to? Just so this one. Colin Shields was drafted higher than Henrik Lundqvist. Really? 
Wow. I think Connor just... Shields was 195. Alternate name for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what even you... there's anything you can say to that. What you learn. Every day's a school day. Brilliant. I think I think you've pretty much capped off the Lundqvist conversation there, Griff, to be honest. Have we got anything else to add on Lundqvist on the series point? No. Anything else to add? Okay, there you go. Colin Shields is better than Lundqvist. Anybody, you've heard it here first. Um, <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on. Uh, the last thing I've got on my agenda, gents, it's the return of predictions. So basically, this is the point where we make ourselves look like idiots on social media. Not the first time. Not the last. Put disclaimer out. Do not put bets based on our predictions because they never, ever go right. Yeah, and, and also, if one comes in, weak <laughs> uh, royalties. <laughs> what did you say then? I said you may get a transaction fee as well. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. We're not using William Hill, then. They don't <laughs> the are, are available. Let's just, let's just hope Master don't open up their own betting shop, mate. <laughs> William, William Hills don't charge transaction fees. That's good, then. That's <laughs> so why Andy uses them. <laughs> How many do charge transaction fees? They don't. So, anyway, are we going to allow Andy to run this bit this year? I think we need to allow Andy to run it. Well, we well, hey. To run Stafford stories, and all we got was in it, no any stories. So we give him this to start him to get him back into the swing of things, and you know. Can someone find a predictions word that that, is, that starts with an S? It's not a prediction. S dash predictions. Stafford schedule. No, it's not a schedule, is it? I don't know. I don't know what 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 other word get, is there. Gonna get a thesaurus up. <laughs> Ooh. We ready? Let's see if there's... Is there a word? That begins... You know you were saying, Joe, about we're under two hours? <laughs> We'd say we're still time. You must have said wait. I'm nearly there. I'm just having to accept all the cookies. <laughs> Prediction. Is there a word? <laughs> Soothsaying. <laughs> no words. That doesn't even... Never mind. Doesn't matter. It's okay. Just carry on. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, that if you get to this point in the podcast and you're still listening, this is why we think you're the MVP. Because you're the real star of the show. How. You are the goat. <laughs> um, we need a new goat. We do need a new goat. So do the Patriots. <laughs> Sorry, Griff. Sorry. Bring, bring in the cat gift. Bring in the cat Ooh. gift. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant i quite like the idea of it being stafford soothsaying I don't, I don't think that means prediction but according to the thesaurus i use it in anyway stafford off your trot <laughs> that's a great reference to matt rose and the uh premier sports coverage last weekend <laughs> right so we have on saturday in the elite league we have got sheffield and guildford in sheffield what do we think gents I think people are going to be more in about a transaction fee. 
Classic <laughs> <laughs> <Lots of> given. <laughs> uh, back to the hockey. I'm going 4-1 Sheffield. Ooh. Well, we're not, we can't go scores for them all, surely. Scores and the draws. Scores and yeah. draws. Christ. For extra I'm points, issuing stars. For, hang on, for extra points. So you get a point for getting the team that wins, and then if you get the score right, you get an extra point. We don't get point, let alone putting the extra point on the score. Do you know if Steelers win 4-1? The first thing I'm going to say to you on Saturday, you know it. Do you know what the second thing I'm going to say to you is? I'll put a bet on it because I'm going to put a bet on now. because. Of... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm going to say, oh, we're going off actual scores then, I'll say 5-2 to Steelers. I'm going to go 5-3 for the Steelers. I'm going to go 4-3, Steelers. Full house? Yeah. So Steelers are losing. Um, <laughs> okay. In the Challenge Cup, we have got Cardiff and Coventry. (laughs) So that again, Andrew. In the Challenge Cup on the Saturday, we've got Cardiff and Coventry in Cardiff. 3-2 Coventry. Why has it always got to be an alliterate? How can I make notes of this when it's CVC? Sorry, Coventry. What did you say? 3-2 Coventry. Okay. Uh, 4-3 Cardiff 3-1 Cardiff I'm going to go with 3-2 Coventry Just copied you there Dave He's only here Okay, and we also in the in the cup we have Dundee Fife in Dundee. Seven 0 Dundee. <laughs> now CSC Fife have been awful. Their fans are tearing into them already. It's already downhill. Dundee's just going to destroy them. I was going to say. Jeff, I know it's your favourite team. No, yes, come on, Ted Meyer. <laughs> Uh, I say 5-0 Dundee. I'm going to go 5-1 Dundee. A bit bit more respectable, I think. 4-1 Dundee. The one goal is going to come from Greg Chase. Okay. Also in the cup, we have Nottingham Manchester in Nottingham. Can we make a first period, second period, and third period prediction on this one? Springer <laughs> like to get chucked out in the second period. I'm going to go first period. No, we do all right in the first period. It's the second oh, that we... Oh, okay. How many goals is Finn are going to request to be reviewed because Matthew's <laughs> fallen over like there's a sniper in the crowd? <laughs> Duck. I, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Nottingham to give Manchester a hammering 5-1. 
We all know Mike Graff's going to say Manchester. And that actually, Nottingham 6 3. Close to what I was going to say, I'm going to go Nottingham 6 2. Nottingham 5 2. Good news, Gref. Manchester are going to win. About time. <laughs> Tactics are going here. Okay, moving on to Sunday uh, in the Elite League. Again, just one game, the same two teams in the league as the Saturday. It's Guildford Sheffield in Guildford. 6 2 Sheffield. Bold. Solid. I'm going to say 3 2 Guildford. Always one. Oh, well. <laughs> 4 3 overtime Sheffield. Oh. That was See? the. Reaction you went, you <laughs> whinged about going about actual scores, and then you go into overtime. Come back when I'm right. <laughs> I might be a bit of a traitor on this one. I'm gonna go three-one Guildford. Thank you, staff. You're welcome. Don't say you're welcome to him. He's in Manchester. <laughs> Sorry, you're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, in the Challenge Cup, we have Belfast and Fife in Belfast. <laughs> Someone think of the children. Um, <laughs> score seven. <laughs> I think Belfast is Belfast is going to be sponsored by Len Goodman. It's going to be 7-1. Paddle boards ready. Seven! He's a paddleboard then. I thought you meant like the one that you go underwater with. <laughs> oh, why are we going out on a paddleboard? <laughs> well, five got a girl to Belfast, so, you know. <laughs> God, it's floating off. <laughs> Shane at least has gone, yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> Paddling away. I'm going to say Belfast 6-0. Can we make the the presumption that at some point the meme of stop, they're already dead is going to reappear? Yes. (laughs) Yes. You don't get extra points for that, though. No, you don't. (laughs) I'm going to go 8-1. Belfast. Can you imagine if Fife win this game? <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate evidence that you never trust our productions. I think if, if Fife was to win, I think it would be a bigger shock than when Newcastle beat them and they only had nine skaters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to go match abandoned because the goalies have just left. What's that? This is a serious segment of the podcast, Andrew Stafford. Please take it seriously. Okay, I'll try. Um... <laughs> Stafford, serious suits. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go six, six one Belfast. 
Okay, and also in the cup, we've got Coventry Cardiff in Coventry. Cardiff 5 4 overtime. Cardiff to have the opportunity to get the winning selfie on the go. Cardiff 3 2 in overtime. Valdex to get the goal. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Filthy. Dirty. What a filth. Disgusting. Disgraceful. (laughs) (laughs) Travesty. Oh, he talks. My God. Coventry. 3-2 overtime. Ooh. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh 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 uh tough one um what on earth was that i tried to do that oh cat thing and didn't quite go well um <laughs> i think we're into the delirious stage of the podcast <laughs> the emails are probably silent my god uh Cardiff, Cardiff 2-0. All that for a Cardiff 2-0. Yeah. I'm going to say that was disappointing. Oh, sorry. Not sorry. Right. And who's going to be the man of the match in all those games now? <laughs> I don't know, Connor. Winning 50... <laughs> 50s. Um, we, missed, we missed that one game on the Sunday. What? Sheffield Knights v. Oh, let's do it. Nottingham Hawks. How many goals is Joe going to get? And then how many goals before Joe actually hurts his ankle again? I've already hurt my ankle. That's what I said again. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw something at you. A bit of kind of a... Not exclusive, but bit of news as to what I'm doing. We game-wise this year, assuming I'm fit and pass COVID protocols. Um, <laughs> whatever the COVID protocols for the league are. Um, but on a serious note, we our family made a bit of a conscious, and we, our, my shirt sponsored by British Art, the, the Team HF. And get the jokes in straight we want to say this. In league games and tournament games, all saves I make, if any, um, is going to be gradually, be, um, I think it was over 20 or 30 pence donation to the British Art Foundation. So tattled up for the whole season, hopefully. And it starts Who's Sunday. Shots? Sorry? Who's counting shots? I don't think we usually count shots. I think it's on the game sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Joe? We'll get someone to count. Shot counts on the game sheet, are they? I didn't see anything like that now. There is actually, there is, they had traditionally, there is a section, but either way, we, some of obviously the family, we decided like, yeah. as a donation. So, yeah, we obviously. Sorry, that was quite derailed. That was a genuine question. I genuinely I mean, didn't realise the, you know, the, the likelihood is, well, not many saves have been made, but um, this season and the next two, we'll be, we'll be doing that towards the British Art Foundation and making a, hopefully making a little bit of a donation towards the good work that they do. So, starting this Sunday. 
I think it was 20 pence, actually, just to be on the clip to, to, to clarify. Um, that every save throughout all the league games. Back of his mind, I was like, what did you say that for? <laughs> that's what I'm just saying now, making sure it's less and less. And less. Um, but now it's uh, that's what we're doing. So, yeah, starts this Sunday. What a game to start it on two days after potentially passing protocols. Sounds good. It does sound good. So, yeah, that's what we're. So, yeah, we're going to win. I, I've got confidence and faith in the team. All right, so let's we're doing the predictions. We're, we're sponsoring, sponsoring, sponsoring the team now. We can do a prediction for, for the Knights. I'm just going to say the Knights will win. I'm not going to say the scoreline. No, I don't want to put a scoreline to it. Uh, but I will say this, because we've kind of segued on to, to the Knights, obviously, of this podcast sponsor. Um, to the Lancers, when, I'm not going to lie, I had the biggest smile on my face with everything that was happening in that 24-48 hour period, hearing the scoreline with your guys beating uh, Leeds Rams uh, 6-1. Well done, guys. Great result. Cracking result. That cheered me up. On the uh, the sick bed, Elliot scored four. Um, Swifty got Swifty one. got one. Michael Caldwell and John Major. John. Yeah, John Major got the other. Other nicknames are available, and they are, but we won't mention them. Um, and a good <laughs> performance between the pipes um, by Spike. Another good performance is George, Kieran, everyone in all accounts played really well. So well done, guys. Nice double minus for our Steve. Yeah, Steve, yeah, the thug. Um, but now, good performance and a good start to the league campaign. And let's hope the Knights replicate that on Sunday. All four of us are actually uh, playing, so that should be fun. Well, we're going to have a podcast full roster again. <laughs> are we, uh, well, we you know we all predicted Knights. Let's just presume we all predicted Knights. I think we're just going to say it regardless. And, let, and we don't release this till Monday. <laughs> well, in fairness, there's a very significant chance that might happen anyway. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to, to playing against the Hawks. Um, Steve Bosworth, the captain, he's a good lad. Please don't hit me with the ball. It's got a cannon, and I don't want to block it. It'll be a fun team to play against. So um, if you follow Twitter, or you may follow the, the Knights at Chef Knights. Scoreline updates will hopefully be on there. Can't promise it being live, but we'll, we'll certainly give the updates. Why are you doing social media? Since you want to run off the podcast social media, so I can never freaking remember. What it. a great time to do it! Do it. Somebody want to do it? Okay, I'll do it. Sure, Joe. Forgot. So, um, it's because Joe keeps forgetting because he's getting old now. Um, it, Facebook, it's my fun Sunburny podcast. Um, that's one Twitter is um, at MFZ podcast two Instagram is at MFZ podcast that's three you have to think about it yourself then I think so we're sure if we had anything else I think that's where we are I don't think we've uh, coming soon no. to TikTok no we are not we are no absolutely not how about no, no. <laughs> Any tweets, get banned. any tweets about TikTok will be deleted or blocked. <laughs> anyway, gents, uh, that brings me to everything I've got written down, and it's we're over the two-hour mark now. 
Um, I will point out we would have still been over the two-hour mark if I'd not spent 20 seconds looking up a different word for prediction. <laughs> <laughs> That was, a, that was a great use of time. Loved it. I I thought that brought a different perspective. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a different uh, a different element to the podcast. You brought yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. There is something I, I think we should just quickly, very quickly touch on because I, I, I know Grasp mentioned it, but Andres Valdix to Cardiff. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm. he's gone. Good luck to him next <laughs> and there we go <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you <laughs> now no, all I, the best um, a good yeah I loved him he was great, great for us so uh, but he's now kind of player so all the best but not all that much best when you play against us I heard someone on someone on Twitter or Facebook put something along the lines of um, he was good but now he's passed it and his stats were a bit rubbish last time and I was like hmm I'm not quite sure I mean, he played my elite prospects. He's all over the place. He played Germany 3 last year and the Erste Liga. 18 games, 26 points. Four games, zero points in the Erste Liga. Um, The year before, 37 games in the Erste Liga, 38 points. His last season in the Elite League was for Milton Keynes Lightning. 57 games, 46 points. That's not bad going. a guy that's, I mean, he's got a proven track record 32 games, 36 points in the first season for Steelers, 56 games, 45 in the second, and then 57, 46 when he played for MK. He's got a proven track record of being able to put points on the board in the Elite League. He'll do a job, he'll do more than a job. So I wish him all the best. It's not when he's playing against us. More concerning is the loss of, of McNally, in fairness. He's injury cover for McNally, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. What's he done? Is he out long term, or do we know? I've not seen anything. I don't know if Graf's seen anything. I've not seen anything. I just know he's out for twenty days at least. He's out for how long at least? At least twenty days, because that's the when they put him in the IR. Fair play. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not great for them, is it? But yeah, the rules of the league now. Yes, it is. It is in for injury cover, so it has to cover at least twenty days. Fair enough. Is he then allowed to play playoffs if he's on LTIR? This doesn't count towards the, the wage cap. We have we don't have a wage cap, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, 80 mil over the cap. We're not we're still back to the Super League, is it? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think that's it, gents. Unless anybody's got anything else to add, Andy seems to be the one that usually like comes out with something last minute to uh I just did, so there you go. <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean not much more to say. Fun fact for you, today is Rafi Torres's birthday. Was it Rafi Elite Prospects? Torres that got the forty one game ban, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Please don't check anybody else to the head. Um <laughs> Yeah, on that note, gents. And I, I said, don't have anything else to add. We're happy, happy to call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a video, Dave. Just need to speak. I've spoken enough on this podcast this week. <laughs> we all, broken. I think we all have. Um, <laughs> now, Dave, thank you very much. Glad to see that you are uh, feeling better. And uh, yeah, hopefully you can be between the pipes on Sunday. No, thank you. It's. Uh been great to have some normality after the week um so it's been 
it's been a blast. Um, and as I said at the beginning, and I think we called it right, I've enjoyed talking rubbish with you all. So thank you very much. I generally mean that. So thank you, Joe. Um, you've looked after us poorly as per. Um, good standards, though. Say that. Uh, Gref, Andy, thank you very much. No disappointment. <laughs> oh, we were, we, you, you, you always leave us disappointed, but you know what? That's a just different what conversation. Different conversation, different day. But, you know, Gref, Andy, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for your company. Uh, great chat. Great banter. Yeah. No. You're saying buy on a podcast, not rating an Uber driver. No, I don't rate I don't rate drivers, so no. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, thanks guys. Um loved it. Andy, thank you very much, sir. Please say more in your outro than you did on your intro. <laughs> I will I will try. Thank you very much, Jen. That's it. Yep, that's it done now. Yeah, done. There we go. Done. No goal. No goal. Um yeah, just yeah, thank you so much again, Joe. Thanks, yeah, thanks, Ref. Oh, breath, shall we say? Breath. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thanks for everyone listening at home. You know, you are the real goats. So, yeah, thank you. Did you just call our fan base goats? The real <laughs> goats. Go with it. <laughs> I think it's a very different comment when you add an S on the end. <laughs> our fan base is just sitting there listening, going, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after all the uh, moaning about transaction fees and intros, I think it's sort of fitting in a way. Yeah. But there we go. <laughs> Wait, enough bleating on. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. You gave me some recognition for that one. You're you? very welcome. I did a podcast. Anyway, moving on. Toothless Wonder, Breath. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, Joe, for another nickname. Well, Thank I mean, it's on Gref, so I feel like it's only right that I change it to Bref. Yeah, it'll still be Gref. It's fine. I'm going to introduce you next week as Bareth Dutton. In <laughs> <Can't laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for having me. Thanks to Andy, to Dave. Nice to see you getting a bit better now, Dave. And thanks to everyone that's listened to this. We don't apologise. For the length, it's the opposite way. What more can you say to that? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. It's been been a blast. It's now quarter to one in the morning. We started this allegedly, allegedly, at nine o'clock. And what, four hours later, we're actually clocking off. So, uh, yeah, to anybody still listening, thank you very much. And as, as Gref says, yeah, it's the MFZ way. So... What can we say? Uh, we'll say no idea when we'll next be uh, doing an episode. Hopefully it won't be too long. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on the social media as Dave read out earlier. And uh, yeah, thank you very much.